48K News. It's 11 o'clock, I'm Todd Harding. Tonight's headlines, the SAR reports the first case of a mutated strain of COVID-19 from an unknown local source. Some bars and clubs report slow business as they and their customers get to grips with new rules that allowed them to open today. And a war of words has broken out between the Immigration Department and the Audit Commission. Hong Kong has reported the first case of a mutated strain of the coronavirus via an unknown local source. The infection of a domestic helper from the Philippines has forced the evacuation of a residential block in Tongchung. Wendy Wong reports. Health authorities say the 39-year-old helper was infected with the mutated N501Y strain. She lives with her employers in Tower 11 at Caribbean Coast in Tongchung. About 400 households there were evacuated and put under 21-day quarantine. A 10-month-old baby girl under the helper's care has also been confirmed with COVID-19 and further tests are being carried out to find out the strain of the virus she contracted. Her parents, a primary school teacher and a psychologist, have both tested negative for the virus. The controller of the Centre for Health Protection, Dr Ronald Lamb, said officials couldn't find any link between the helper's infection and previous variant cases detected in Hong Kong. Dr Lamb called the situation critical and said to take the case seriously. The helper arrived in Hong Kong in 2019 and didn't have a recent travel history. During her incubation period, she took part in a choir at a church in Qingyi and visited a market, a supermarket, a park and a shopping mall in Tongchung. To help drum up business for bars that reopened today, about 100 pubs and clubs say they will give each customer who's vaccinated against COVID a $100 voucher to spend at their premises. Chin Chung Wing is the chairman of the Hong Kong Bar and Clubs Association. The condition is very hard. So we, we do the coupon, the 100 coupon, to make some noise, to give more people to know the bar industry is uh, to, to do something for, for them. We try, we try, but I, I think it's only 10% or 20% business. RCHK went to party hotspot Lang Kwai Fong earlier this evening and found not too many people were out and about. Some who tried to enter a venue there were left disappointed after their vaccination proof was rejected. I just got my vaccination paper. I got my shot today, and they're not accepting the paper. Why are they not accepting the paper? Because they only accept oh, no, the no. color version. The color, the color version. It's considered as the original proof. Because this is the only paper I got from my clinic today. We're feeling very upset. Yeah. If that's the... If that's the it's pretty upsetting because we've been planning this for like a couple days now. Restaurants can extend their services if they comply with certain conditions, such as the vaccination of staff. But the owner of the chain Grappers, James Robertson, told RTHK that it's not easy to get his employees inoculated. I have three restaurant kitchens. I have 12, 12 outlets. Three of my outlets, the biggest kitchens, all my staff do not want, the kitchen staff do not want to take the vaccine. What am I supposed to do? Fire them all? Pay them long service? I mean, this is, they're really putting me in a corner. And I don't see how in my operations that some of them are going to be able to qualify for this. And it's just a burden that's not fair in my view. The Immigration Department has reacted with fury to a report by the Audit Commission recommending that a backlog of suspected bogus marriage cases be cleared up, ridiculing the watchdog for what it describes as ill-informed criticism. The auditors hit back, urging the disciplined service to start abiding by government rules on public statements. Vicky Wong reports. Rather than a customary response pledging to follow up on the auditors' recommendations, the Immigration Department issued a sternly worded statement complaining that 
people who don't know anything about criminal investigations are making random criticisms against law enforcement agencies. The department says it's deeply regrettable that the report has seriously damaged its professional image. The auditor had noted that as of December last year, there were 2,237 outstanding suspected bogus marriage cases, and some of them had not been dealt with for as long as 11 years. In one case, a suspected bigamist was dead before immigration officials got round to tracing him. The watchdog advised immigration officials to consider setting time targets and to step up efforts to locate suspects. But a spokesman for the Immigration Department says each bogus marriage case is unique and time is needed for the careful collection of evidence. In response, the Audit Commission said immigration officials have breached a government requirement for them to stay silent on audit reports so as not to affect future scrutiny on various matters by LegCo's Public Accounts Committee. Its statement includes the relevant government circular to show where the Immigration Department's gone wrong. The Audit Commission says it complies with the rules, so won't be commenting further. You're listening to RTHK. The time is just after five minutes past 11. The High Court has told prosecutors their interpretation of a terrorist act is too wide when it comes to the case against the first person charged under Hong Kong's national security law. Violet Wong has details. A day after the national security law came into effect last summer, Tong Yinkit allegedly drove his motorbike into a crowd of police officers while flying a flag that read Liberate Hong Kong. In a case management hearing ahead of his trial, prosecutors suggested that under the terrorism charge, there was no need to prove that Mr Tong had intended to cause grave harm to society. The prosecution said it would be enough to prove that he had committed one of the terrorist activities listed in the law, such as using serious violence in an attempt to coerce the government or intimidate the public in pursuit of a political agenda. But a panel of three judges disagreed. They said the prosecution would also have to prove that Mr Tong had harmed the community with his actions or had intended to, saying otherwise the scope of the national security law would be too wide. Justice Anthea Pang said if the prosecution's interpretation was adopted, then all wounding cases could violate the security law. The judges meanwhile agreed with the prosecution that the use of violence was not a necessary element in the separate charge of secession that Mr Tong is facing. But the judges asked the prosecution to set out the effect of his alleged acts of incitement and how this alleged incitement of others amounted to secession. The Department of Justice has decided against using a jury for the 15-day trial that is expected to begin on June the 23rd. It is not yet known whether the trial will be open to the public. A 26-year-old civil engineer has been sentenced to life in prison after a jury found him guilty of murdering his girlfriend on, a, on board a double-decker bus in 2017. Jimmy Choi reports. The High Court heard that Ng Yang Kin murdered Annie Lee, who was 20, as the bus they were on travelled through Taiwan on September the 16th, 2017. He stabbed her 33 times with a cleaver. In sentencing, Justice Campbell Moffat said the attack was premeditated, as the defendant had bought a 20-centimeter long knife beforehand and put it in his backpack. The judge says CCTV footage from the top deck of the bus showed Ng taking out the knife and stabbing his girlfriend repeatedly in several parts of her body with great force. The knife went through the woman's lungs, heart and breastbone, the judge said. The court heard that after the attack, Ng then stabbed himself. 
A psychiatric report concluded that he did not suffer from any psychiatric illnesses, and nor did he have any borderline personality disorder. Research by the University of Hong Kong suggests boredom brought about by the coronavirus pandemic is helping push a record number of young smokers into trying out electronic cigarettes. Wang Yinting has the story. The university's Faculty of Medicine says the pandemic, behind curiosity and peer pressure, is among the factors behind smokers under the age of 25 experimenting with new tobacco products. The researchers say this is an increasing trend, with more than four-fifths of the 283 young smokers they spoke to indicating they had used the devices. Dr. William Lee from the university's School of Nursing, who led the research, says the pandemic had kept youngsters at home, or at least reduced social activities among them, so they tended to smoke alone at home. Dr. Lee says they preferred using e-cigarettes as it was easier to hide the habit from parents and teachers. A former e-cigarette user called Leo says he was tempted to use the devices because of the flavors on offer. They smell good and they taste good. There's cola flavor and some fruit flavor like watermelon and orange. Yeah, I, I'm a fan of orange. Leo, who has now stopped smoking with the help of the university's quit smoking hotline, says a friend told him that heated tobacco products pose a smaller health risk than traditional cigarettes. Dr. Lee says this misconception is common, and there is an urgent need to do more to educate people otherwise. We will urge the government to impose a stronger regulation. Uh, for example, last year we already advocated uh, the lead of the total ban of the electronic cigarette and heat lock burn. But the executive director of the Council on Smoking and Health, Vienna Lai, says some lawmakers had created obstacles making the passing of the bill difficult. They claim they are less harm so that uh, we have to allow them to go into the market because we have to provide a choice for the smokers. But Ms. Lai says there isn't really a choice because smoking is hazardous to health. China has launched the first module of its Tiangong space station, a milestone in its ambitious plan to establish a permanent human presence in space. Richard Fine reports. It's the first in a series of missions needed to complete the space station by the end of next year, marking another major advance in the country's space program. The Tianhe module blasted into space atop a Long March 5B rocket from the Wenchang Launch Center on Hainan. The module houses life support equipment and a living space for astronauts. They can browse websites thanks to state-of-the-art telecommunications equipment. In a congratulatory message, President Xi Jinping called the space station a key step in building a great nation of science and technology. Tiangong is expected to remain in low orbit at between 400 and 450 kilometers above Earth for a lifespan of around 15 years. China's space program has also recently brought back the first new lunar samples in more than 40 years and expects to land a probe and rover on the surface of Mars later next month. India's Foreign Secretary has spoken of an outpouring of solidarity with India as it battles its Covid crisis. Harsh Vardhan Sringla was speaking in India as India again reported record figures. BBC's Joe McGivering reports. Paris, well, a better team first half went 1-0 up and um, second half, a different city came out. The, the tempo 
There was more movement. They all enjoyed the ball more. I've got to say, Paris dropped off the pace and uh, Mbappé and... Mr Shringler said over 40 countries had now pledged to send India the items it most urgently needs. He mentioned Western nations, such as the United States and France, and also neighbours, including Bhutan and Bangladesh. He described India's need for vaccines as very, very pressing. India, a global vaccine manufacturer, would from now on use whatever it produced for its own domestic programme, he said. And if it could source vaccines from other countries, it would do that too, he added. Sports now. English Premier League leaders Manchester City came from behind to beat Paris Saint-Germain 2-1 in their Champions League semi-final first leg at the Parc des Princes. Marquinhos had put the hosts in front in the first half, but City scored twice after the break through Kevin De Bruyne and Riyad Mahrez to take a lead into next week's second leg. Former England international Chris Waddle says City's victory came down to a strong showing in the second half. Paris were a better team first half, went one up and um, second half a different City came out. The, the tempo was more movement, they all enjoyed the ball more. I've got to say Paris dropped off the pace and uh, Mbappé and Neymar we didn't see them second half at all who are so much key players for Paris Saint-Germain, but Man City second-half performance was excellent. Attention now turns to the Europa League. Later today, Arsenal face Villarreal in Spain for in the first leg of their semi-final, while Manchester United host Roma at Old Trafford. Their manager, Ole Gunnar Solskjaer, hopes to take the side one step further than last season. To have that little bit of luck, but also that quality that's needed... We have done remarkably well to get to five semis in just a little bit more than a season. But now, of course, we'd like to go through all the way. And that would mean so much to the end of our season if we have a final to look forward to. Former Germany defender Christoph Metzelder has been given a 10-month suspended sentence for distributing child pornography. The BBC's Alex Kapstick has more details. Christoph Metzelder, who won league titles in Germany with Borussia Dortmund and in Spain with Real Madrid, is alleged to have sent pornographic images of children via WhatsApp to another person in Hamburg. He's charged with 29 cases of attempted distribution, along with one of possession. The central defender made more than 40 appearances for his country and was selected for the 2002 and 2006 World Cups. Since retiring as a player in 2013, Christoph Metzelder has worked as a football pundit for German TV. He denies the charges. And a reminder of our top stories tonight. The SAR reports the first case of a mutated strain of COVID-19 from an unknown lo local source. Some bars and clubs report slow business as they and their customers get to grips with new rules that allowed them to reopen today. And a war of words has broken out between the Immigration Department and the Audit Commission. The news from RTHK. Thanks to Todd Harding, who's in our newsroom. He'll be back at midnight with more headlines. All of my love, all of my kissing, you don't know what you've been missing, oh boy. Oh boy. When they go with me, oh boy. Oh boy. You've been 
Stay.